Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Swears and Does Hair podcast. I am Sue, your host, bridal beauty business coach. Today, I am talking about organization. This is definitely one of my fortes. I am super OCD. Um, I love organization. I love organizing things in person and virtually, whether it's business or a closet or whatever, Um, especially at the beginning of the year, because I feel like really maximizing your systems and your organization and how you approach things can really set you up for success. And at the beginning of the year, it just kind of creates that momentum that helps you to continue. I'm not a big believer in like suddenly um, on January 1st, like your world changes and things are different. Like you don't become a new person on January 1st. You don't have more opportunities on January 1st than you did on December 31st. That's kind of like I don't know. I don't, I don't believe that. However, I do believe that, um, it is a triggering time for people to make shifts and to, um, more naturally move into better habits. Okay. People set up new year's resolutions and they usually fail because they're focused on, well, um, it's a magic date on the calendar. And if I don't do it now, then fuck it for the rest of the year. I'll just try again next year. And I, that's why I don't like the whole concept of like new year, new you, new this or whatever. Like you have that ability on July 1st or September 1st or March 1st, like, or, or the, the 15th of the month. Like you can literally take any day of the entire year and say, I'm going to start building better habits starting today, or I'm going to get this piece of my life more organized and create a better system so that it's more efficient, so that you're using less time or you're using less money or using less resources or using less energy or not even necessarily just using less of something, but creating more. You're getting a higher yield. Okay. So any day you can do that, but I really like focusing on, um, like a mental mind fuck for myself of like, okay, in January, we're going to go through and what did, what didn't necessarily work for me last year? Where are some areas in my life that I can make an, an improvement? Um, what pieces of my life physically in my house have gotten cluttered and um December's always a crazy month because it's my son's birthday and then it's Christmas and um there's holiday parties and New Year's and we always travel in December so 
a lot of things get kind of put on the back burner because of the holidays and this and that or whatever. And so January is just an easy launching point for me to be like, okay, what in my house have I neglected for the last month that I can get in and reorganize? Um, and so I, I really like to take that and apply it to the business as well. So uh, I think that it's a great time of year for other people to do the same thing. So I want to talk about um, organization. And a lot of times, even when I'm doing like one-on-one coaching calls, uh, a lot of people are like, I have all of these ideas and they don't necessarily need so much help with the what to do. Okay. A lot of people will kind of, kind of get to the end of our call and be like, okay, I already knew a lot of that. I already knew a lot of the, what I need to do, but what I help them clarify is Um, mindset issues around it that's holding them back and how to approach things a little bit differently. Um, I also really, really help people with getting it organized and mapped out because it's one thing to know the hundred things that you need to do. It's another to organize those hundred things in a way that actually gets them accomplished. And I think that's where, again, a lot of people fail in their New Year's resolutions because they're like, I'm going to, you know, do all of these things and I want to do this this year and this this year and this this year. And they just have all of these wants, but they haven't put together um, a system yet to actually get all those things accomplished. And when they they don't start accomplishing them, they give up because they get overwhelmed. And then there's like, oh, well, I haven't done all of these things yet. So now I, I don't know how to get myself back on track. It's not January yet. The January is the trigger for them and the motivation for them um, to, to accomplish these things. And then once January is over, that trigger is no longer there. And they don't know how to get themselves back on track. They don't know how to um, reorganize their to-do list in their time. So that is the journey that we are going to go on today in this podcast, um, how to map things out and how to, um, organize the back end of your business so that you can get more done in less time and see better results. Okay. So, The first thing that you really need to understand before doing this is you need to map out your customer journey, okay? And if you're unfamiliar with what a customer journey is, let me break it down for you real quick, okay? The customer journey is four phases, okay? There's the awareness phase. That's understanding and and, and learning who you are, okay? That's seeing your name passed around and and referred, Um, seeing your work posted on Instagram, Um, Googling and finding a link to your website. Okay. Uh, If you're in a salon, driving past your salon and seeing, hey, they do, they say they do weddings or whatever. Okay. So it's people learning who you are. That's the first step. They can't just go from, they don't know you exist to booking you. First, they have to know you exist, okay? That's the awareness step of the customer journey. The next step is consideration. They have to think about whether or not they think that you are the right person to um, help them with their needs. So they need to understand who you are and who you help and how you 
are qualified to do it. So all of those things kind of happen in that consideration step, that consideration phase. That's them uh, reading through your website, uh, watching your content and reading your content on social media. Um, that is them contacting you and getting a price quote or scheduling a phone consultation or send you emails and asking you questions, okay? All of the pre-booking contact um, and research. That's all part of the consideration phase. Next comes conversion. And that is where they actually become a client. That is the physical booking process of signing the contract, sending the deposit, etc. All right. And they're now a customer. All right. And then the fourth step of the customer journey, and a lot of people in the wedding industry, um, definitely fall off on this and they kind of forget is loyalty. Okay. That fourth phase is where you can continue to be of value to them and have transactions with them. Um, whether that is referrals, reviews, photos, or additional services where you're working with them. Maybe now they are going in for a boudoir shoot or a maternity shoot or family photos. Uh, maybe their friends are getting married and they're referring you for that. Uh, maybe they have a, a special event and they want to hire you for those things. Um, the, the transactional potential does not stop after the wedding day. If you have any type of additional income streams related to retail, okay, or salon services, spray tans, lash extensions, hair extensions, hair coloring, cuts, whatever, uh, facials, all of these other things. This is all what happens inside of the loyalty phase. They're not just purchasing one service from you. They're, con you know, they're continuing to provide transactional value. Okay, so you need to understand those four steps for your clients, who they are, okay, where do they find you, all right, um, and where do they go next? So if they find you on Instagram, where do they go from Instagram? Do they go to your inbox or do they go to your website? They find your website, where do they go next? Do you send them to your Instagram or do you send them to your inbox? Where do you send them on your website? Do you send them to the contact page? Do you send them to the booking page? Do you send them to the frequently asked questions page or the pricing page? Mapping out their journey through each of those phases. Where do they find you? Where do you want them to go next? How do you move them from awareness to consideration to conversion and to loyalty? Okay. By understanding all of these steps and all these processes that your client needs to go through, you can create strategies and solutions to meet all of those qualifications, okay? Getting your business in order is not just getting more awareness for your business. If your consideration, conversion, and loyalty st stages are lacking, more awareness isn't going to lead to more bookings, a lot of people post in Facebook groups and they'll be like, hey, I'm moving to a new area or I just became a makeup artist for weddings or hairstylist for weddings. How do I get more bookings? And people will really focus on giving them um, strategies for the awareness stage. Okay, cool. Just because people can find you doesn't mean that you're going to suddenly be more successful and book more. That's one small piece of the puzzle. And understanding that you can say, okay, 
Um, I am pretty good with awareness, but actually where I'm lacking is consideration. So now you can start to organize your business and your administrative side of things to prioritize and optimize the consideration phase. Okay. And then suddenly you'll see more results because you're not just focusing on the awareness. That's not where your problem is. Your problem is consideration. So being able to organize your systems and your, your back end and your time commitments to the admin side of your business, first you have to understand what are you doing right now? How is each of those pieces working for you? So you can say, that's where I actually need to spend time. So I'm a mom and um, I know a lot of other moms are like me when it comes to cleaning the house. And I've seen funny memes and reels and things like that where they're like, you know, it's super relatable because they're like, oh, you know, how moms clean the house. Um, At first they start to pick up the living room and then they take the coffee mug from the coffee table and they bring it into the kitchen. Instead of just leaving it into the kitchen, suddenly they're like, oh, well, all these dishes are in the sink. Let me start doing these dishes. And then the the living room doesn't get finished because now they're working on the dishes. Um, But then they need dish towels to dry the dishes. So they go to um, the laundry room to go get one of the clean dish towels. But now they see all the laundry that needs to be folded. And they stop what they were doing in the kitchen and they suddenly start doing folding the laundry. And then they go to put the laundry away into the bedroom and then they see the mess in the bedroom. So they start cleaning the bedroom. Has that ever happened to you? That happens to me a lot. And I, I try and be very aware of those times when I'm doing that and being like, this is not helping me. Doing a piece of each of my chores is not an efficient use of my time if my chores never get finished. Okay. So making a to-do list doesn't work for me if I'm not actually finishing all of the things on my list, if I'm not stopping in the middle of a project and going, oh, well, I need this piece. Let me move on to this thing that I need. And then I never go back and then I never finish. Okay. So first being able to map things out and be like, okay, where do I actually need to spend the time? What needs to be done first? Okay getting all of my ingredients out and laid out on the counter before I start making my recipe. And I I use a lot of cooking analogies. If you've been listening to me for any length of time, whether it's in my course or in my podcast or whatever, I use a lot of cooking analogies. Um, I like food. I like to cook. But, um, you know, when I start out with a recipe, the very first thing I know is I probably need to go grocery shopping. So I pick my recipe, I look at the ingredient list, and then I go to the cabinet and I go, okay, do I have all of my ingredients? What do I still need? And if I have all the ingredients, then yes, I can get started with the cooking. I get all the ingredients, I I lay it out, I measure it out, I preheat the oven, and then it's just quick assembly. And I'm able to get through my tasks quickly and easily because I have all the prep stuff done first. It's like doing an updo. Okay. You have to do all of the prep stuff first and all of the time gets put into the prep and then pinning the updo. That doesn't take very long. Okay. Because you have that foundation built. You have all that prep work done. Same thing with makeup. Okay. The foundation and all of those kinds of things go on so much better when you spend the time into doing 
all the skincare first and the color correcting and all of those details, you're able to get through your process easier and have more consistent, better results. It's faster laying out your tools and having an organizational system for where things are located, whether you lay everything out physically on the table or you have a very organized system to how things are in your kit where it's the same as laying it all out. You know exactly where each thing is and it's easy to grab it, use it, put it back. Okay, so you're able to get through your process from start to finish more efficiently. All right, so if you understand your client journey and then your system for how you meet their needs along that journey, you can say, all right, well, here's where I need to spend the majority of my administrative time. You can organize your time much easier. Okay. Then you can move on to using a system like HoneyBook or Dubsado or 17 Hats or whatever. Um, I like to use HoneyBook because that's what I use for my business for so many years now. Um, and when I work with people um, in my coaching side of things and inside of the course, I teach people um, HoneyBook. Okay. I mean, I even have like a very specific, like instead of just buying a coaching session, um, new in 2023, I have a HoneyBook intensive and where it is literally, it's two hours, um, where we screen share and I go in with you step-by-step step to help you organize, um, your HoneyBook most efficiently for your business. Um, plus it comes with access to all of the prep work that you need to do beforehand, setting up all of your email templates and your contract templates and your PDFs and all of those things. You prepare all that first so that when it comes time to us to sit there and go into HoneyBook, you can actually get it done in those two hours versus like, well, I'm like, okay, well, here's where you input all of your email templates. And you're like, I don't have any email templates. Okay. It's all about the prep work. All right. You're getting all of the pieces that you need together first to get it done so that you can sit down, you can bang it out, and then your life is easier afterwards. Okay. So the customer journey allows you to automate things and take time away from your administrative because you know where your customer journey goes, what stages they go through and what their needs are at each stage. And you can automate the delivery of the information that they need when they need it. When they are first booking, what information do they need? Automate the delivery of that information. They, they contact you, sends a trigger. You don't need to physically go in and do anything or literally all you have to do is go in, click a button and boom, the process is started. They're given what they need right at the outset. Okay. You don't have to worry about remembering and following up because you've set up a trigger in your workflow that now contacts them at X number of days to follow up with them. Or when you've sent out contracts, here's the information that they need to know at the beginning of the outset. You have automations and triggers set up at certain number of days or hours afterwards with reminders and um, things to facilitate them going through the process more efficiently. After they've signed the contract, um, then they get automated with the invoice. So you don't have to worry about, well, I sent them the contract, but they never did the invoice um, and, and all of the issues that, that come with that because 
you know how the process works. They send the contract first. Once it's signed, then they have to do the invoice. Once that's signed, what do they have to do next? You can automate the delivery of the information that they need at all of these different steps. It saves you hours and hours of back end, especially if you are somebody who is running a team or thinking about running a team, you have to be very strategic with your, your time and your, your admin. It's exponentially more time consuming the more um, weddings that you book and the bigger that your team is. For every new team member that you are bringing in, there's a certain minimum or a certain um, expectation for the number of weddings that is going to open up for your business. And that is, you know, that number of hours that's added for that person that is now added to the entire workload for your business and for it to be financially sound for you to take on team members and to do all of that admin, you have to make sure that you're very strategic with your time. So getting all of this organized allows you to be more strategic with your time. You're spending a minimal amount of time on your administrative tasks so that you can focus on your customer experience, your customer service, nurturing your team members to build a strong, loyal team, um, nurturing the loyalty phase of these brides afterwards, being able to provide more services, um, diversify your income, all of these things because you're more organized and you're more strategic with your time. Um, you know, even pairing it with, you know, an online scheduling app, something like Vigaro or Square or Calendly, another um, system that allows you to say, when do they need to schedule things? And then you're automating the delivery of a link. You're not physically having to go back and forth with them and wait for the next time that they check their email and get back to you. And, you know, in the meantime, you're missing out on opportunities while you're waiting for other people to do things. Um, you are allowing them to move through the process easier because they're not waiting on you. You're giving them everything that they need at the outset. Um, one of the strategies and one of the techniques that I work with people like, so if you were to sign up and do a coaching um, session with me, one of the things that we would probably talk about at some point is called mind mapping. And this is um, a technique that really helps you with organizing your business tasks, but also really helps me as a coach to be able to say, well, what are the business tasks without spending 90 minutes sitting there asking you a million and one questions, um, which sometimes we just kind of, we have to, um, because we, because we haven't mind mapped. Um, but mind mapping helps to, um, get all of your thoughts out of your head so that they can be organized, categorized, and then implemented. Okay. Like I said earlier, writing a to-do list of a hundred things doesn't help you if you don't understand, um, how to implement all of those things efficiently. Okay. You can just start at the top of the list and go down the list, but that's like trying to clean your house by starting with the coffee mug on the coffee table. You know, you're starting out with number one and then you're just kind of going along where you may have needed to do, you know, thing number five on your list 
first. But because you didn't think of it first and didn't put it at the top of your list and you didn't sit there and organize your list, you're just going down the list and then that's why lists fail. Okay, when you mind map, you get everything out of your head so you're not thinking about it, you're not stressing about it, you can see it there in front of you and you can really start to look and say, okay, what do I need for these different things? What tasks can be organized and and grouped together? How long do things take? Um, What do I need to do first to do other things? What are the most time sensitive? Let me get these things done first. You can prioritize. But if you're just sitting there with a list and you're looking at a list, you're not you're not really organizing anything and um, you can't implement them as effectively. So there's a couple of different ways to um, mind map. Um, Some people will do the old school method of like a piece of paper, okay? And they do like literally a like a spider web bubbles kind of thing where there's a thing in the center, which is the main idea. And then they draw a little line out and then write another thing inside of another bubble. And those things all kind of branch out. You can do it that way. I think that there are more efficient ways of doing it, but if that's how you mind map and that's how your brain works, that's great. There is no one size fits all to mind mapping and there's no one size fits all to organization, okay? So if you've listened to other people's strategies before and they're not working for you, it's just because your brain works a little bit differently and they're teaching you one method. There's a million and one ways to skin a cat, okay? Have you heard that saying before? There's a million and one ways to mind map and organize. So you can do it that way. My personal favorite is using post-it notes, okay? And there's a couple of different ways I like to use the post-it notes, but basically you take a stack of post-it notes and you write out all of the things on the post-it notes. So for example, I use this um, at the beginning of my week to organize all the things that I need to get done that week. Okay, so I will be like, okay, I have to um, go grocery shopping. I have a dentist appointment at this time. Um, I need to um, map out some podcast topics and write my notes for it. I need to record some podcast episodes. I need to edit some podcast episodes. I need to do all of the post-production side of things for the podcast episodes. You know, uh, I need to... Uh, clean out my email inbox, this, that, all the other things. Uh, I need to clean my bathrooms. I need to whatever. All right. So each one of those different tasks that I need to do goes on a post-it note. All right. And then there's different ways that you can organize based off of that. Sometimes I will use different colored post-it notes and I'll be like, okay, all the pink post-it notes or all the stuff that I have to do for home. For either like like cleaning the house, taking the kids to their dentist appointment, grocery shopping, all of those kinds of things. So those might all just be written on a pink post-it note. All right. So at a quick glance, I can see how much of that home stuff there is to do. And then like yellow post-it notes might be, these are all the things that I have to do that relate to my podcast right now. Um, And then blue post-it notes might be, here's all of the things that I need to do um, inside my uh, email inbox or inside of Canva or website, whatever. These are all the things that I have to sit down in front of a computer to do. 
all right? And then maybe green post-it notes are here's all of the new content and marketing side of things that I need to do. Okay, so I'm quickly categorizing and organizing them so I can say, all right, today is Monday. Let me look at what I have, what I have to do for the week and look at my schedule. All right, so today is a a dentist day and I try and get my grocery shopping on Mondays. I probably don't have the time to sit down in front of my computer and try and start any of these tasks today. So I can literally just take that whole stack and I can move it out of my site. And I can say, all right, so we're just going to focus on the pink ones today because these are all family tasks. And let me just focus on getting all of those things and knocking as many of those things out today as I can. And then tomorrow, because I don't have any time-specific things outside of the house, tomorrow might be a better computer day. And I can sit down and I can be like, okay, today is computer day. I, I need the, that, I think I called it the blue stack, all right? So I can take the blue stack of Post-it notes and I can, I can look at them. So um, by using colors like that on something physical, you can maneuver them around really easily. What I like to do is either get a whiteboard or one of those trifold boards that are like the cardboard things that you did, like science fair presentations and book reports and stuff like that on in, you know, middle school and whatever. I take one of those. I like the trifold board because it's already segmented for me and I can have like three categories of things that I need to do inside the house, things that I need to do um, outside the house, and then things that I need to do in front of the computer. And that way I can also categorize by color as well. And I can have a like a second layer of um, organization because that makes my brain really happy. For some people, they might be like, fuck that. That sounds really complicated. No, thank you. That won't make my life easier. But for me, being able to physically separate, but also be like color coded, my brain is like happy, happy, happy. I like that shit. Okay. But for you, that might not be helpful at all. That might be more overwhelming. So maybe you're just like, look, I got one color of fucking post-it notes and that's it. All right. Everything goes on there. And then as I do it, I throw the the post-it note away and it's done. Cool. That might be as involved as you need to do with your mind mapping. Um, Also, the, the whiteboard, that helps you to kind of like separate things out and peel and stick those those post-it notes in a, in a more organized way where you can take that whiteboard and literally put it on top of your desk or in the closet or move it out of sight when you don't wanna feel overwhelmed by your to-do list, okay? And then you can literally pull it out when it's like, okay, now is the time. Now is the time to focus on things. But what I also like about a whiteboard is that you can also use it to kind of categorize. So I will categorize my tasks sometimes by time. And I will literally just draw a line down the center and things that will take me less than an hour, things that'll take me more than an hour, okay? And sometimes they're all just on the same color of of post-it note. Kind of really depends on how my brain is working Um, that week with organization. Sometimes I'm like, no, I want to get like really mapped out in detail. That's usually when I'm doing business tasks. I will take a specific business task and I will mind map the shit out of it. And I will like super fucking organize it. And that's when like the different boards and the colors and all of that kind of shit. That's when I get like really into it. 
when it's just my task list for the day, it's usually just the whiteboard with the takes me less than an hour, takes me more than an hour, one color, I write it down. Okay. And I can just be like, okay, uh, so I have to clean the bathrooms. That's going to take me uh, a little more than an hour. It usually takes me about 90 minutes to clean um, the master bathroom and the downstairs bathroom. Cool. That goes on the more than an hour um, phase. Doing grocery shopping. Eh, that usually takes me more than an hour. So it goes on there. And I can literally go through all of my tasks that I have to do for the next week. And I can say, is this a quick task or is this a longer task? And that way when I wake up or if I'm going throughout my day and I'm like, hey, I have only 45 minutes. Is there something on my to-do list and on my board that I can get done in under 45 minutes? And without having to put too much brain power into it and too much time to think about it, I can look at the less than an hour like list of sticky notes and be like, huh, cool. That'll only take me 15 minutes. I pull the sticky note off. I do the task and I throw the sticky note away. It's done. It clears out my list. And so throughout the week or throughout the day or throughout my project, I'm physically seeing my tasks and my to-do list to get smaller. Okay. I'm, I'm motivating myself and feeling so much more accomplished by being able to physically take that, crumple up at a ball, throw it away. It's like I'm telling my brain I'm throwing away the stress of getting that task done and I feel lighter. Okay. That's one of the reasons why for me, for my brain, sticky notes work great because I have that physical, that tactile sensation. Um, I, Raise your hand if you're a Paul Mitchell graduate. They talk a lot about, you know, in um, the beginning, how people learn different ways. Some people are visual learners. Some people are more tactile learners. Some people are more auditory learners. Chances are, if you like listening to podcasts, you probably learn really well by listening. Whereas some people learn better by watching other people do things. Okay. Whereas other people, they can sit there and they can watch the same tutorial a million times, but if they're not physically doing something, their brain doesn't learn it as well. I am a combination of a lot of different things. I am very neurodivergent. Um, and so for me, I had to work to kind of find the right combination of the right organization system for my time so that I actually was able to get everything out of my head and mapped out in a way that allows me to get it done easily. So for you, it may be just one simple system of the post-it notes or even doing something like Asana or Trello. Trello is essentially like a digital version of post-it notes. You may need to be like, okay, I'm going to go into my Trello and each to-do is going to be its own um, task on my board and you can move things around and you can organize them just like taking sticky notes and organizing them on the board or on the whiteboard like I was talking about, but you're doing it in a digital version and you can type up notes for yourself and you can include links for things for yourself and you can share that with administrative assistants. Like I can't take my sticky notes and send it to an administrative assistant. I would need a digital version of, of that. So a digital version may just work super easy for you. You might be like, I need to be able to do it on my computer. Or you're like, okay, I need to be able to do it on an app. I need to be able to do it for my phone or my iPad or it's not going to get done. Cool. Digital version. 
Asana and Trello. They have apps. They have app versions of that. So it might take a little bit of playing around, but once you kind of find that system for you, it just makes your life so much easier. But really, it's about getting all of the thoughts out of your head in a way that you can see them and you can organize them. Um, and you can categorize them. You can group them like I like I do sometimes about by time. How long is this task going to take? And you can have short tasks, long tasks, more long-term um, projects. And you can organize them so that way you can be more efficient with your time. Um, you can do it like I do sometimes by, you know, um, are these things that I need to do um, on the computer? Are these things that I can do from my phone? Um, whether it's in an app or I have to make phone calls, is this something I need to do errands outside of my house? Are these things that I need to do inside of my house? And now this is just like overall life organization, time organization, but you can take these strategies, you can specifically apply it to your business. Okay, you can say, all right, I have timelines that I need to create for my brides. You can categorize them and be like, okay, I'm going to do everything for spring brides all at once, or I'm going to do all of my May brides. Like I really recommend going it by month and creating them because if you know that in your customer journey, part of um, what they need to do to get prepared for the wedding day is that 30 days before the wedding day, they have to have their timeline finalize their start time, their end time, their head counts. Okay. You either work with their planner or the photographer or the bride or however, but at the 30 day mark that everything has to be finalized and they cannot make changes after that. That allows you and having that boundary and having that policy in place allows you to be more organized with your time because you can say by the, you know, um, by the, the first day of April, I know that, you know, the majority of my May weddings, like I can sit there and on April 5th or 10th or whatever, the majority of my weddings for May have had their timelines finalized. I can sit there and I can write out all of my timelines and create all of these um, pieces of information for my brides um, at that 30 day mark all at once. All the May ones get done in April. That way it's done. And if there's a couple of people at the end of the month who after that that time when you create everything need to make a few little adjustments, at least your base time is done. It takes you five or 10 minutes to change the, the times or to um, adjust the headcount to add another person in or however you do it. All right. It takes you less time because your basis has already been done. Okay. Or you could do it by quarter. You could say 90 days beforehand, everything needs to be done. All right. Everything needs to be finalized. Boom. You have it there or that everything needs to be finalized by the trial. All trials are done 60 days beforehand. And if you know that all of your trials are done at a specific time, all of the trials that need to be performed in April, well then March, you set up a system that says, okay, your trial needs to be done in April. So you automate the delivery of the information on how to schedule the trial, how to prepare, what to bring, where to go, all of those things, what's going to happen afterwards. Um, all of that. 
is all automated because you know in March, the April brides or the, the brides whose trial need to happen in April all need the same information at the same time. You can automate the delivery of that, organize your things through your workflows in the system like HoneyBook. Or if you're the kind of person who does things manually, you can say, all right, I'm going to reach out to all the people who need to have their trial scheduled for April in March. And you can set aside that task. And now you're able to scroll through and be like, okay, I have a list of all of my March brides, what their dates are. Um, I have my availability for all of my appointment openings. I have their contact information. Boom. And you can sit there and you can send out those emails all at once. And there you go. Okay. So see how preparing and understanding what things happen at what times helps you be so much more efficient and so much more organized with your time. So um, another way that you can organize your time and, and uh, once you've done your mind mapping, take your tasks, um, you can put them into something like Google Calendar and you can literally map out and block off your time to get things done and be like, okay, this is a 45 minute task. I'm gonna literally put this from nine to 9.45 on Tuesday. I'm going to do this. Okay. Some people really need to see it scheduled in there and be like, okay, this is what I need to actually get that done this week. Putting it on a to-do list, putting it on a, a post-it note and being like, I'm going to get this done this week. And then the week goes by and you never pulled it down. You never did it. You never threw it out. And it's still sitting up there. Some people need that trigger of, okay, it's on my schedule. It's on there. Like myself, when it comes to my haircuts and my um, my highlight appointments and stuff like that, I need to schedule for myself when I want it done at the last appointment. Or else I will be sitting there forever going, well, when do I have time on my schedule? And then I'll get an email from a photographer or a client or whatever being like, hey, are you available on this date? And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, the time was open. Um, so let me book that in. And then that was the time that I was thinking in my head, oh, I'll have time to see if she's available to um, do my hair that day or whatever. So uh, there are certain tasks and there are certain things that I need to be super specific and intentional with scheduling for myself. And there are other things where I'm like, okay, I have a more flexible time frame for when this needs to happen. It can happen this week and it can happen that, that week, but it needs to happen by the end of this month. And I can be flexible with that. So understanding what your needs are helps you to categorize. Is this time dependent on something or is this a more flexible option? So if you are somebody who is like, wow, this all sounds kind of confusing and overwhelming and I don't know if I'll ever do it. Maybe what would help you is to schedule a one-on-one -on -one coaching call where we go over all of this and we do a mind mapping strategy together and we um, are able to be like, okay, let's identify all of these tasks that need to be done, okay? And then we can break it down into smaller subtasks and we can organize that and put together your, you know, to-do list or we can brainstorm about different um, techniques to implement Okay, and depending on how big your overall goal list is, sometimes it might take a couple of sessions to be like, hey, here's all the whole overall goals. 
Now we need to kind of break it down for each of these big goals. And we need a little more time invested into breaking that down into smaller goals. And sometimes that's something that people can be like, yes, I can do that on my own. And sometimes people are like, "Mm, I still need your help to finish breaking this down into the smaller tasks. Sometimes that's an an option with coaching. That's something that can be helpful. Coaching is not always somebody there telling you what to do. It can be helping you figure out what you already know, but finding a way to be like, okay, let's categorize this. Um, Let's find more strategies. I didn't realize I already knew what to do um, and going from there. Um, So sometimes coaching is like, here, here's the things that I recommend for you to do. And sometimes coaching can really just be an organization system like this, where it's like, okay, we already know. Let me help pull out all of these to-do things, maybe help to trigger new to-do thoughts in your mind and help to expand on the overall things so we can put that together and we can kind of break things down a little bit easier for you so that you can actually get shit done. All right. So thank you so much for listening today. Um, We made it to the end of January. We are already through a full month of 2023, guys. I can't believe it crazy crazy i can't believe we're here already um so it feels like the month and the year is just like totally flying by already so depending on where you are in your um in your business and where you are in the uh the world i guess i should say um wedding season is fast approaching so now might be a really good time to focus on the organization side of things before you get busy with all these other other tasks that will start popping up as we get closer and closer um, to full-time wedding season. So um, I will see you next week. We're going to be talking um, about some team building and whether or not you're ready for a team. Do you really need a team? What are the pros and the cons? Um, you know, the different keys to to success when it comes to team building as somebody who has run a team um, and made a lot of mistakes with it. uh, There's a lot of things where it's like, I wish I had somebody who brought some of these concerns up with me beforehand. Um, My mindset, my viewpoint on what running a team was like was, is was very different than what the reality was. And it was a rude awakening. So um, next, next week, um, I'm doing a whole episode uh, I have planned for that. Um, I've done some episodes in the past where I have interviewed team owners, um, and they have provided some great insight um, that have really helped to, um, to grow and to motivate and to strategize for a lot of people. And I kind of want to expand on that because there's a lot of ads um, and there's a lot of coaches out there really pushing building teams and um, focusing on how much more money you can make by running teams and things like that. Uh, With 2022, there were a lot of people who needed a lot more artists and then felt very frustrated and very burnt out trying to find um, assistance for things. And it may have triggered something where they're like, oh, maybe I should just start building a team. So that might be a goal. Um, So next week, I really want to kind of do a a deep dive into that and help you to maybe map some things out. All right. So we're going to we're going to mind map a little bit 
uh, next week on um, what the reality of building a team is like and whether or not it's something that's really right for you for 2023 or if there's some some things that you need to do first this year in order to make it a successful reality for you next year in a way that does not overwhelm you. So thank you again so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here and I will see you next week when we talk about do you really need a team? Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.